women do this all the time. I can do this. Like I am with them. They're with me. Yeah. Um, there's such a power in that feminine energy of like, it really helped me in the moment. No, like women do this, like women do this all the time. I can do this. Like I am with them. They're with me. Yeah. Um, there's such a power in that feminine energy of like, we can do this. Hey, everybody. I am so, so excited for you guys to listen to this next episode. So in this episode, I interview Ashley and she's a mom of two and in her birth story, she gives birth unassisted at home. Definitely unplanned, but super, super rad. I'm so, so, so excited for you to listen to it. We talk about so much in this episode. We talk about SPD, which is symphysis pubic dysfunction, what she did to help herself through that. Um, We talk about hypnobirthing. We talk about how she didn't want cervical checks in this pregnancy and how she advocated for herself and was able to find a provider that listened to her and respected her and made her feel safe. We talk about how she had to switch providers at 27 weeks and decided on a home birth versus hospital birth. Um, We talk about how feeling safe and comfortable is really important and how to navigate that and set boundaries. Um, We also talk about letting go of control, which is really, really hard to do. And in those last days before labor starts, because you don't know when it's going to start, how she really felt broken and how she decided um, or how she was able to navigate that and let go of it and was able to go into labor. Um, We talk about castor oil and we talk about the office, which is my favorite because I also launched the office when I was in labor. So we have that in common. Um, We also talk about postpartum support and how she planned for that and prepared for that and really set boundaries on what she wanted, which I really, really respect and really love about it. So, and also when I stopped recording, well, at the end of the podcast, we kept talking and this wasn't supposed to be in the episode, but um, we ended up talking about how to really find yourself and find the joy in postpartum again and navigate that and navigate the death of the old self. And I wasn't going to put it in, but I think I should because I think more women, more people can really relate to this. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep it in. Um, yeah. So anyways, if you can screenshot this episode and share it on your social media and tag me, I would greatly appreciate it. And I would love to say thank you and repost your, um, repost it. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would love if you would give a rating review on whatever platform you listen to, because that is how this show gets spread out. That's how the word gets out. And that's my goal with this is to educate um, birthing families on their options and and really sharing birth stories that um, educate and inform and empower. And yeah, so if you can help me with my goal by leaving reviews so that this podcast gets to see, be seen by more people, um, I would really, really greatly appreciate it. So yeah, thank you so much for helping me reach my goal and helping me to... Um, really just change the way we are approaching birth and how we speak about our bodies and yeah I'm just yeah thank you thank you thank you so I hope you enjoy this episode 
please let me know if you do. And if you have any questions or if you want to submit your birth story, you can go to, um, you can do it at uh, birdseltrista at gmail or transform maternity and birth at gmail. Or you can go to my Instagram and there's a link in my profile that goes straight to the document that you fill out to submit your birth story. Um, Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and woman's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Like I know being a mom, like it's really hard to like find that quiet time, like me myself, I'm like praying that my daughter doesn't wake up from her nap. <laughs> because... I just let my daughter down. I'm like, just stay asleep. Yeah, I totally feel you because I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really excited to hear about your story. I think it's gonna be really, really good. Um, so if you want to just start by just introducing yourself, about you, your family. Yeah. So I'm Ashley, and my husband's name is Jeff. Um, and we have a son who will be three in June. So in two months, and then we just had a daughter who is six months old. Um, yeah, so that's us. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Three, three is crazy. Um, I feel like people say, you know, terrible twos, but I feel like it's the threes that are going to get you. (laughs) That's not good to hear because he's already like such a handful. Well, it's probably <laughs> the worst of it now. <laughs> yeah. And once you have another baby, then your toddler, I just feel like everything gets harder. Oh. So we're kind of in that space right now. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one to navigate sometimes with like, especially with a new one that you're like trying to learn their nap schedules and the feeding and it's constantly changing every month and it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so if you want, you can take me back to, um, when you first found out you're pregnant with her, what's her name, by the way, her name is Joey, Joey. I love it. Joey. Yes. So, um, Jeff and I had been like kind of trying, not preventing. I was tracking my cycles with the fertility awareness method where you take your temperature in the morning Mm -hmm. just to see, um, it helps you confirm when you've ovulated. So we were doing that and we both coach um, a club volleyball team together. Oh, cool. And I just started to notice like I was so grumpy and so short with the girls. So I'm like, I think I might be pregnant. There's something going on here because my mood was just like totally shifted. So yeah. there was one day I said, Jeff, I need to just like go have some me time. So I went to Smith and got a pregnancy test and then went to the library and just picked a book and kind of looked through it. And then I went to go take the pregnancy test and it said it was positive. And I was like, I knew it. I was pregnant. So I went home and told Jeff, I kind of just said like, Hey Jeff, like there's, um, 
I got this like new chapstick. It's in my pocket. Will you, will you look for it? And he found the test and he's like, Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. So. Oh my gosh. How cute. Yeah. yeah it was fun, but yeah, we kind of knew it was coming. And again, I was like so grumpy with the girls. I was like, I have to be pregnant. There is no way. You knew your those body well. <laughs> yeah. Those hormones were just going. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, how was your pregnancy? It was good. I, I have the nausea for the first, like, I'd say 16 weeks with, with yeah, with my son and with Joey. So I, ha- I was nauseous for a while, throwing up a lot. And then I got the um, SPD pain. Oh, yeah. So symphysis yeah. pubis. Yeah. And that was really tough. So I started, I started going to a chiropractor and, um, I got like a fitness program through E&E. Have you heard of E&E? I haven't. So expecting and empowered their um, Instagram page and okay. sisters who have like a fitness guide and they have a whole bunch of pregnancy and birth um, information. So I got their pregnancy guide, which helped. Um, but yeah, it was just, it kicked my butt. So yeah. with Jackson, I was like super active weightlifting. And with Joey, I had to slow down a ton. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than the SPD, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. But that, <laughs> I mean, that pain is like, it's pretty debil- debilitating at times. Yeah. So. Were you still coaching through your pregnancy? Um, well, the pandemic hit, so our oh. season got cut short. So we ended in March, um, and usually it goes till May or June. Mm, yeah. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise because if if we had kept coaching, we would have been traveling, and I would have been sick, and that would have been tough. So yeah, for and sure. a nice part. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, there's the blessing in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. What did you do for your SPD? Yeah. So I found a chiropractor. Um, and I started going to her pretty regularly. And then the the fitness, um, the like pregnancy fitness program I, I got was to help strengthen um, and work through a lot of those muscles that cause the SPD. Mm-hmm. So I did that um, and then just tried to rest and listen to my body as much as I could. Yeah. Oh, man. Cause yeah, that's, that's rough. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I didn't have it with Jackson. So I was like, dang it. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Um, so how, let's see, is there anything else in the pregnancy that you want to talk about or touch on or like how actually let's talk about this. How about as far as like preparing for this birth, this labor, how did you go about that? Yeah. Okay. So with my son, I did a lot of hypnobirthing tracks, um, and I actually had a friend who was, like, total birth nerd, and she would just, like, go on about her births, and so she did a lot of, like, birth education for me just through our chats. Mm-hmm. Um So we practiced a lot of, like, counter pressure. So we prepared a lot for Jackson's birth. Um, 
but we had him in the hospital and I was induced. And, um, after like 15 hours of labor, I had an epidural. So we had a good idea of like what we needed to do counter pressure wise and, and, um, just like turning inward and low lights and all of that. So we had a pretty good idea of what we wanted for Joey's birth, Mm -hmm. but I think for her, it was interesting because I didn't have as much time or honestly, like I didn't have as much desire to kind of just sit and meditate mm-hmm. and prepare in that way. Yeah. Cause that's like a huge part of how I prepared for Jackson's birth. I just like meditated, sat, did yoga almost every day. But with Joey, it was hard to do that one. Cause I had a toddler yeah. and then two, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. So I did a little bit of that, a little bit of the hypnobirthing tracks, but I read books and I just kind of like tried to research as much about hospital policies and learn how to be a voice for myself and let my husband know, like, you need to say this and kind of prepare in that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, we actually looked for a doula. So that's how I found your page. Yeah. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. So I started like just trying to look at like hashtag Utah doulas and I found you and I messaged you and you're like, well, I'm having my baby, but here's yes. my doula. Yes. So then I found Jessica yes. and we interviewed her and she actually ended up being my friend that I talked about in my first pregnancy uh-huh. um, is her sister. Oh no. Way. I had no idea. Yeah. So in my first pregnancy, my friend acted as my doula, okay. um, Tatiana and then so Tatiana is Jessica's sister. Oh, so we're like, it's, funny. It's, it's meant to be. We yeah. have to have Jessica. Oh, so. I'm so happy. I love Jessica so much. She was my doula yeah. and yeah. I highly recommend her. She's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, um, then we, we knew we wanted a midwife. So mm-hmm. we went to a hospital where they had midwives um, and we didn't love it there. So then we found another one through word of mouth. Um, Tatiana actually, she was going to this one midwife. So we went to her and we had talked about some things like I didn't want cervical checks. Mm -hmm. I had that with Jackson and it threw me off and it was a big reason why I think I, I ended up getting an epidural because when you're in the zone and then you have to get a cervical check, it's like, yeah, you're just completely taken out of the zone and it's painful. So, um, I knew I didn't want those. I had talked about it with the midwife and she was like, well, we're going to check you. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to do it. And it's like, no, no, you're not. So that's when I started to look for, um, home birth midwives or birth centers. Mm, I love that you listen to that because that's something I've noticed in contrast to home birth midwives and birth center versus hospital midwives is that it's more, they are that that policy is so strong with them and it is so we're going to check you instead of may I check you exactly exactly and I'm huge on that because I mean consent is everything and when you're birthing a baby like it's not about policy it's not about what other people want or feel comfortable with like it is all about you and your baby. So I was really big on that. And my stepmom is a labor and delivery nurse. And I was like trying to ask her, like, 
how do you not get checked? Like, what's the loophole here? And she's like, the only time I've never checked someone is I went to go check, check her and she slapped me in the face. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's what I have to do. Okay. Physical no, violence. Oh my so, gosh. That's so hilarious. yeah, so started looking for different routes. Um, <laughs> And that's when we found our midwife, Amy, and mm. my husband immediately loved her. And so I'm thinking, okay, if my husband loves her, yeah. I got to jump on board because he he usually has a better first instinct, whereas I'm like, I don't know, like, yeah. you know, I'm more yeah. apprehensive. So we, we loved Amy. Um, so that was at, I was 27 weeks when we jumped ship and mm. moved to the home birth. It's a good time. Yeah. So then from there, it was just like, okay, we got to prep. Like home birth is what's happening and yeah. we got to create the space for it and make sure we feel safe and comfortable because we knew that was going to give us the best outcome for a birth is just how safe we felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's what we did. I love it. Yeah. I feel safety is going to help the most. So I love that you listened to that. And I love that your husband was so on board with it because I feel like a lot of the time it's the partners that are really like apprehensive about going to do home birth instead of, you know, the hospital where we have been raised to think that that's where we're safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he was apprehensive at first. And so that's why I looked at birth centers mm-hmm. because there's something about when you say birth center yeah it feels safer than home birth yes so when we went to amy's house her birth center was in her basement oh wow. and so we're like okay i'm showing him like look this is her birth center it is essentially a home birth but at her home right. and so that kind of helped him see like yeah i mean it's it's essentially the same you're just picking which home yeah uh, I love that. Oh, yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it totally is because my husband was the same way. He's like, well, we if we I'll meet you in the middle. Let's do birth center. And I'm like, well, it's basically the same thing, but it's like at their place. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can like they take all the same things that they take to a birth center, like to your home. Right. And you're in your space. So it's, yeah, anyway. And I, a lot of the partners that I've talked to that has done home birth, they're like, they love it because it's their space too. So they don't feel like they have to like ask for permission to eat or tiptoe yeah. around to go to the bathroom. You know, it's, yeah. it's their space too. And I think with the kids too, it's really helpful, but yeah. So take me, um, to those last few days before you like go into labor, like what's going through your mind as far as, because I feel like a lot of us, it's, it's the unknown of when I'm, when's labor going to start or how's it going to start? How is this going to go? I think all of the unknown creates so much anxiety. And that's when a lot of us feel like we have to be induced or we have to like, our bodies are not responding the way we want them to. And letting go of that control is really, really hard. So how did you go about that? And how was that experience for you? Oh, that was so tough. That was harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's emotionally exhausting and physically exhausting and um, especially to be overdue, right? Yeah. Um, Those dates just mess with your head. And then 
everyone texting you, oh, when's the baby coming? And then, yeah. you know, having a stepmom who's in labor and delivery is like, just get induced. Like, it's not safe to go over. You know, she has her experience, um, mm-hmm. which is not my, it's not my feeling. It's not my intuition. So it was hard to navigate that. And my mom was in town. She was staying with us. So she was really antsy for the baby. And right. we're all just trying our best to like, it happened but I mean I was at least 41 weeks I think I was just over 41 weeks and I had gone to visit Amy my midwife and I was like okay once I hit 42 weeks what's the protocol because like I don't want to be induced but Mm -hmm. I also want the best for my baby so she said we would do an ultrasound and make sure everything's okay because that's why you would get induced right to if the um placenta is it the placenta that just stops like yeah well yeah like like it just kind of has like this lifetime or this like a battery life you know and it just starts to like give nutrients as much as it can so right right so I wasn't super concerned because everything looked fine but I remember the night before I went into labor it was nine o'clock at night and I was sitting in the kitchen with my mom and my husband and I was like I'm gonna be the first woman to be pregnant forever and I'm like I think my body's broken it's not working like I just broke down because you know you can only be strong for so long yes oh man I had that feeling too like I just can't I can't do it like my body is broken it's Mm. not gonna happen I'm gonna be pregnant forever (laughs) yep but um I eventually had to just stop checking my phone stop responding to people um I would just tell Jeff, like, you tell them to just, it'll happen when it happens. You'll know when it happens. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like, we didn't tell people really that we were doing a home birth um, because we just didn't want their energy to kind of come into our space. Right. We wanted to keep our energy around. So, I love that. So, um, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was interesting. It was tough. It was really hard. But we got through it, and I went into labor the next day, so yeah. for the next day. So tell me about that. So at midnight, I so we went to bed at 10 after I was talking to my mom and my husband. And you released and all that fear yes, yes, and all really of those well. emotions, yeah. It felt like once I could get it out, mm. things started moving. So, so important. Oh, I also took cast, castor, castor oil. Ooh. I always say it. Yeah, oh, so that- I, I did like a sh- like a milkshake with that at four that like the day previous Uh was it a like a recipe from your midwife or was it one you like googled (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was just like a I think it was from my midwife but so I took that and nothing was happening and I think that was another reason why I was like my body's broken yes Um, but at midnight I woke up and with a contraction and I was like, ooh, something's happening. Yay. So I went to the bathroom and I thought, okay, if this is actual labor, I want to sleep as much as I can. So I went and laid back down. And as soon as I laid down, I was like, nope, not happening, not comfortable. Oh so I got up and I was nauseous. I got some peppermint oil and was just kind of smelling it and standing in my bathroom and getting through some contractions. And I thought, okay, if this goes for a half hour, I'll wake up my husband. So at 1230, I woke up Jeff 
And I said, hey, I think I like nudged him. I think I'm in labor. And he just like gets this biggest grin on his face, like half asleep, huge grin. Really? Aww. I'm like, yeah, can you get up with me and time it so we can like see if this is real labor, which I was not in, I was not planning on doing. I was not planning on timing it, just letting things happen intuitively. Right. But I was curious. So he timed it and it was like three minutes three minutes apart, three minutes apart for one minute, like really, you know, those, I mean, that's really like, close, those, those yeah. yeah. Um, and he would like put it in the app and then it would, so he would like stop, he would stop the timer and then it'd be like, go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> and he would like read that out loud and we would laugh about it. And then after like the third one, I'd be like, okay, you have to stop saying that because you're putting that in the atmosphere. Yeah. We're not going to the hospital. Right. Oh my heck. So, um, I was like, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Like I'll take a shower real fast. Cause we were going to have pictures. So I wanted to look somewhat clean. Right. Um, so I get in the shower. I'm like, talking all my adrenaline's going I'm excited right. so I get out of the shower um and then I'm like let's go watch the office like let's just pass some time and we were gonna watch the episode where Pam is in labor yeah oh my yeah. god I love that you said that because I did the same thing yeah because it's funny and, and Jim's like freaking out like yeah. five to seven minutes five <laughs> to seven minutes six minutes the same but not really like yeah. or something like that so yeah. oh, we it. turned on that we turned on that and I got through a couple more contractions and they were pretty intense and um Jeff like he tried some counter pressure but I just wasn't feeling it I didn't really want to be touched which was very different from Jackson's labor mm. um and I was just like enjoying the time in between contractions. I felt great. I just wanted to like have fun. Um, and then they started getting really intense. So that was, so I woke up at 12 and then by one forty-five, after them being three minutes apart, I'm like, yeah, let's call, let's call Jessica. Yeah. Let's call people. <laughs> yeah. So we called Jessica and Jeff was like, I think it's go time. Like they're really close. And so we were going to have her come and just help me through labor. I thought it was going to be a while, you know? Yeah. Um, so he gets off the phone and we're like, okay, you should go move some car, the cars around so that they have places to park. And I said, hurry though, because the contraction I just had was actually quite intense. And so I'm like hands and knees in the living room okay. and he goes out and moves the car. It takes him maybe seven, 10 minutes. Okay. And in that time, I like rush back to our room because I'm like, I need to get in the pool now. This is like two minutes, like yeah. I need the pool right now. So I'm trying to get the liner in and I have another contraction and it was even more intense. And so I'm getting the liner in the, in the birth pool and then another contraction comes. And I just remember feeling like this weird sensation, like in the front of my pelvis, mm. it almost felt like I had to like pee or something okay. and and I was like forced like to grab my pelvis like it felt like I needed some support there okay. so I'm like holding that I think now that I'm thinking about it I think it was her moving down into like becoming engaged yeah. I don't know um so then that happened and Jeff came in the room and I was like I need the birth pool now like I just felt I need some relief if this is gonna be a while like I need to be in water so 
he was starting to get it ready and I had one more contraction and that contraction, I started to feel really nauseous. So after it finished, I started to kind of hustle to the bathroom because I knew I was going to throw up and my mom walked in right at that moment. So like she walks in and I pass her and she's like, oh my goodness, are we having a baby? All excited. And I'm just like in the zone. So I rush to the bathroom and I start throwing up and in my head, I'm like, okay, you throw up when you're in transition. Like you throw up when the baby's coming. But for me, it had only been like not even two hours. Right. Like there's no way. So she's like, what do you need? What do you need for me? And I was like, well, I, so I had peed a little while I was throwing up. So mm-hmm. I said, clean it up. And then I look in my underwear and I had lost my mucus plug while oh, I was throwing okay. up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, clean that up. I need the bath. I need the bath. Um, call, call Karen. Cause that's our midwife's um, assistant. So okay. call them, call, get the midwife. Um, I need the bath. I need the bath. So I just like kind of hands and knees started turning on our bathtub in our, in our bathroom. Cause I thought I can at least just get in and I can move to the other one once it's full. Yeah. So I turn on the bathtub and I have another contraction and I just, you know, that, you know, this, like the sound you make the, yeah. ah, like, yep. Yep. So that happens. And I'm like, yeah, this baby's coming. I'm pushing. So my husband's on the phone with Amy, our midwife, Mm -hmm. and my mom's like, this baby's coming. (laughs) So I'm like feeling her. She, you know, she's like, I mean, she just woke up. She walked in and now there's a baby coming out of me. You know, her, her panic mode sets in a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I just remember like through all my preparation, like, just stay calm, breathe through it. So I feel my body push and I feel her crowning. And I just think like, okay, she's going to crown a little bit and then she's going to go back in a little bit. And then, you know, my body will do it. So just stay on hands and knees, breathe through it. Like all this is going through my head very quickly. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, Yeah. So then another contraction and I pushed and I pushed her head out in that contraction. Um, and you know, you like, the, you feel the ring of fire. And I just remember like feeling all the sensations and like so quickly just reminding myself, like your body's got this, let your body do its thing, stay calm, like just breathe through it. Mm, uh, so cool. Meanwhile, the tub is just like filling up and I'm just like face into the, into the bathtub. But, um, <laughs> and then my water broke, like as her head was coming out. So it was just like a little bit of water on our rug. And then the next contraction, oh, no, no, no. So my mom was coming up behind me, like, once the head was out. She's, like, coming up behind me. And I said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Like, and I think that comes from, like, Jackson's birth when they would check me. It was it was actually kind of traumatic for me. Like, as I work through my births, like, I realized that was a trauma for me, mm-hmm. like, a very small one. I just did not want to be touched. It was too much for me. So I said, don't touch me. So she respected that. She kind of stood back. And once I started to feel that next contraction come on, I said, someone catch her, someone catch her. Cause I just, I couldn't. Yeah. So Jeff came behind me and pushed her out and he caught her. And then I just grabbed her between my legs and I was just holding tight. And my face was just like shocked. Like I can't believe I just did that. Um, and my mom was like, she needs to, she needs to cry. She needs to cry. You know, she's still a little nervous. Um, 
because she hasn't gone through all the like prep work that I have. Like I, I kind of know what's going to happen, but, um, so I just grabbed her and she cried and, and Jeff's like, okay, Amy, she's here. So what do we do? And Amy's like, don't worry, I'll stay on the phone with you. So she's on the phone, she's on her way. And so then I got in the bathtub because the placenta was going to come and didn't want to make a huge mess in the bathroom. But yeah. so I got in the bathtub and I just sat in there with Joey and breastfed her. And, um, wow. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I didn't birth my placenta for another like 50 minutes. I just sat in there and kind of chatted and talked about my crazy fast birth story and doing it. Like wrap your head around what just happened. (laughs) And got some toast with some eggs and it was, it was amazing. It was honestly like the best experience I've ever had. And, and I felt like I put it out there that I wanted a quick birth and I definitely got a quick birth. It was, yes, you did. so I had her at two, two Oh two is when I had her oh and I woke, I woke up at midnight. So I had her in two hours. That's nuts. Yeah. So you're like, I think this is labor. Oh wait. Yeah. This is labor. Oh, I'm pushing my baby out. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. And no one, no one made it. I mean, Jessica showed up. They, everyone showed up within like five or 10 minutes after I had had her, but yeah, yeah it was amazing. It was so empowering. And, um, just the fact that it was like me and Jeff and my mom was there. It was such an intimate experience. Mm. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of, grateful in a sense that it was just us three yeah um because it was so intimate and so special and then everyone showed up so then it was a party after and I got to share that with them so it was just perfect that sounds so perfect I love that so much and I love like during the whole pushing that you were like I feel like you did enough prep work that you trusted your body you know, you were able to be like, okay, I know what's happening. My body's got this. I trust what it's doing. I know that, you know, it, it knows exactly what it's supposed to do. Like this is, oh, yeah. that's so, so I, powerful. Yeah. I mean, I read book after book and I listened to podcast after podcast, listening to women, you know, tell their experience. And it really helped me in the moment. No, like women do this, like women do this all the time. I can do this. Like I'm with them. They're with me. Yeah. Um, there's such a power in that feminine energy of like, we can do this. We're yeah. amazing. And it will just happen how it's meant to, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I mean, not everyone has that experience, but I think majority do. And so if you can carry that energy into your birth, it will help you tremendously. And I felt that I really did. Yeah, so. it sounds like it. I love that so, so, so much. Um, tell So I really love that your placenta stayed in so long as far as like, because what I've seen in contrast to um, with hospital births is that they are so nervous and, uh-huh. and they try so, so hard to get this placenta out quickly. Um, and then there's almost like this panic Um that happens. And with home birth, I've noticed that these midwives are so calm. 
and they uh-huh. trust your body so much and they are so so aware of what normal and abnormal is that uh-huh. they they're able to like watch it closer and so that 50 minutes I think is really cool um so yeah I mean that's a long time compared to a it lot is. of people yeah it really is um mm-hmm. how did it so when it eventually came out, were you needing to get any Pitocin or was she getting kind of nervous because it wasn't so long or tell me about that? No. So we knew I had an anterior placenta. So she had told me before, like it could take a little longer. Um, I'm not sure like why the science behind that or anything, but she had told me before um, and she was just like massaging and she eventually cut the cord and that's when she said, you should get on your hands and knees and kind of like push a little and to me I'm like uh heck no I'm not doing that I just had a baby (laughs) like I just wanted to chill I wanted to just come out on its own but I did have to work a little so she she tugged um on the cord while I kind of pushed Mm -hmm. and it came out fine yeah um she didn't seem nervous at all but she did think like okay it's been long enough we should probably put some effort into getting your placenta out so yeah Let's check to see if it's separated already. Yeah. 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 So I did hands and knees and I pushed it out. It really wasn't like, it wasn't a full push. It was just a little effort and she tugged. So I didn't need any Pitocin. I didn't need any stitches. I didn't tear at all. Like, and I, I mean, Joey was nine pounds. So I think it's so funny because a lot of my family, a lot of my family's like, oh, my baby was seven pounds. So like. I didn't tear and I'm like that's not really necessarily why you tear or don't tear I had a nine pound baby 100%. and um and honestly it was she was an easier birth than having an eight pound baby Jackson was eight pounds so mm-hmm. it really I just don't think like the the um, pound like the size necessarily mm-hmm. makes a birth easier or harder yeah um, that's my opinion but I don't know yeah I've seen that too I've seen where babies are like 11 pounds and it's smoother than their eight pound baby like it's 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 all in perspective and too like there's a lot that comes into play like the head size the shoulder width like um I was talking to a midwife um that had had multiple shoulder dystocian dystocias like in a row like six or seven in a row and she's like and I asked her about it and she said, what I've seen, what I've noticed is that it doesn't matter the size as much as it does how wide their shoulders are. She goes, mm-hmm. that's what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually one that was like the only fear I had split second, knowing that I didn't have a midwife there was like, mm-hmm. as soon as I felt her head coming out, I just thought, oh my gosh what about shoulder dystocia? Cause that can be very serious. Right. And it was a quick, a quick thought and it went away, but I knew if my midwife was there, she could handle it, but she wasn't. So thank goodness, like nothing serious happened. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, tell me about, so she was nursing and so, so she latched on pretty well, like right after how was that postpartum period yeah so she latched really well um postpartum was amazing I mean you had Jessica so I'm sure she rubbed your feet and did all the things like I'm just sitting (laughs) I'm sitting in bed with my baby and the lights are dim and everyone's around me and Jessica's rubbing my feet um 
it was just like a room full of love. Like, and honestly, I, I tell people this, like, if you want to birth in luxury, birth at home. Yes. (laughs) Because it's like luxury. You just climb into your bed. People are bringing you food and water and no one's turning on bright lights or touching your belly. Like it is, I felt like a queen. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she, she breastfed really well with Jackson. I had a lot harder time breastfeeding him that first couple weeks to a month can be like really, really tough. Um, but she, and so my experience with Jackson taught me a lot and I, and I learned a lot from him. So she breastfed a lot, a lot better. I didn't have like the cracked nipples and mm, that's rough. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it was really tough with Jackson. So with Joey, the first two weeks, you know, you're sore, but once that goes away, everything's pretty smooth sailing. That's, that was my experience with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I healed really well. I stopped bleeding really quickly. I did a lot of dates during pregnancy. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't bleed a lot after I had her. Um, And that was another thing like with the home birth is people are so worried about the mess. And in my experience, I had her on our little bathroom rug that sits right outside our shower. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the tiniest little spot of like, my amniotic fluid and then some blood yeah and we just threw that in the washer machine and then like it looked like nothing had happened it was so clean it was amazing <laughs> so but, funny how that yeah happens. so my postpartum was it was really awesome it was really nice having the midwives come to you yeah to do like the 24-hour check to do the two-week you know however often they come I didn't have to leave the house yeah it was just It was night and day to Jackson. It was night and day. It was amazing. Mm, I love that. I've noticed, like, with me, too, like, I noticed what I really loved was that I was always like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. But when I had my home birth versus the hospital, I noticed it's probably because I wasn't coming. They weren't coming in every four hours to check my blood pressure and to poke my baby and to do all that. So it's easier, I think, to rest. Yeah. Yeah. You're in your own space. You're not worried about different sounds or. Which is so important that first, that first couple hours Mm -hmm. to be well rested. I mean, you have a whole new baby to take care of. You need to rest from labor and delivery and the last nine months of pregnancy. So as much rest as possible. And that's honestly, like I couldn't. I couldn't say it anymore. Like I felt like a queen. I felt like I had such luxury just staying in bed. And I tried to follow the um, five, five, five rule. Is that what it is? Yeah. Five days Um, in the bed, five days on the bed and five days near the bed. Yeah. So the first five days I was like, okay, mom. Okay, Jeff. Like I'm staying in bed. Good for you. (laughs) Your help. Like I don't want to get out of bed. If people want to come see the baby, like, it's okay, but they have to be comfortable coming back to our room. Um, and that, that was huge too, because the Jackson, I was just so excited. I wanted to get out and show off my baby. Right. Yeah. Joey, I really tried to let, like, you know, give ourselves the space to heal and bond. Mm -hmm. And I wish 
if I could like, if I could give that advice to anyone, I would, but you know, when someone's pregnant, you don't want to like bombard them with all this stuff. But, um, that was huge for my recovery, just physically and mentally, emotionally to give myself that space to slow down and let other people serve you and your baby. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that's so important because a lot of the time I feel like with new moms, especially we are so, uh, we haven't had that experience yet. So we're like, oh, you know, it's going to be fine. Like I can do this and we want to prove that we can do it, you know? So it's hard. And, and then when we have more, we're like, okay, it's okay to ask for help, mm-hmm. you know? And it's a sign of strength, you know, to be able to ask for what you need, Um it's really, really hard. So I'm really glad that you were able to do that. And hopefully like new moms are listening to this and they're going to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I will do that. Like the book yeah. I really love. I don't know if you read that. Um, the fourth trimester. Did you read that? I, did. One? I read that after Jackson. Yeah. That's exactly. a really good one. And the first 40 days mm. is really, really good. That yeah. talks about, um, like the traditional Chinese medicine and cultures who let their new moms just they have a sit in they just rest um and you know in our culture it's hard to find that but I just I just wish I wish we were better at it um but I kind of I want to be better at it so if I know a mom a new mom I try to you know make them a meal because I know it can go a long way yeah it really can just showing that support and that love and You know, I think also setting boundaries around family that want to come and you're like, well, I know they're probably going to come because they want to hold this baby. Uh Do I really want to come sit out and entertain them? Uh You know, and it's hard. It can be really hard, especially with like, you know, in-laws and like grandparents, you know, but I think finding what your boundaries are and what's going to be helpful and not hinder your healing is so important. So I love that you listen to your body and set those boundaries. I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. It's, it's a really hard thing to do. I mean, I even had a hard time saying no, nobody can come. Yeah. Um, so I tried to kind of compromise cause I knew my husband, you know, we're excited. We have a new baby. We want people to meet her, but, yeah. um, you have to find that balance, but it is really, really hard. And a lot of people don't want to do it and that's okay, but it can really make a huge difference in your recovery and your, and your ability to bond. hundred percent. So with that being said, what resources, or I guess we kind of already touched on this, but like what resources or resources or advice would you give a new mom or new parents that are, um, just barely found out they were pregnant. Oh, oh, I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of a birth nerd. So I, I do a lot of um, research and try to find a lot of resources. But I would say read, read some books, um, depending on what your birth goals are, um, or find podcasts that you love. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just listening to the experiences of other women and, you know, all sorts of experiences, not just home births, but, um, birth in general. Um, I would suggest spinning babies. I think 
it's common for us to like lay back and that puts babies in a bad position for like the optimal birth. So I think sitting forward and being active and yeah. as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I love that's a babies. One for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, movement, do whatever is going to help you feel um, better throughout your pregnancy, whether it's yoga, walking, weightlifting, running, whatever it is, yeah. I would say move a lot. So read, move a lot, listen to lots of birth stories, and then like build your support circle. Mm. Find other women who are going to empower you and let you have the experience that you want. So like a doula or a midwife, a care provider that actually listens to you. 100%. We like, we we think because they say, oh, okay, maybe that's listening, but you want someone who's really going to listen. Um, and then like a lactation consultant or take a lactation class. If you're, if you really want to breastfeed, find friends who have done it, who can support you, make sure your partner is on board. Um, cause breastfeeding can be so difficult, but if it's something you really want to do, mm-hmm. find that circle that's going to help you accomplish that. Yeah. How is your son with her? I forgot to ask you. Um, he's amazing. It's really fun. Cause now that she's crawling around, um, he always wants to play with her like, yeah. Oh, let's crawl around Joey. Let's, let's play. So that's been really fun to see. Um, at first he was really, really excited about her. And then you get that little slump where he realizes he's not the only one. Right. Yes. <laughs> but now we're kind of past that and they're playing together. So it's just been so fun. I love it. Awesome. And he's just the best big brother. He's Mr. Smiley and social and positive. So I just think it was meant to be that he was first and she was second. Yeah, it always is. It always works out. It just, it just does. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this story because I know, like you said, like podcasts are so, so helpful as far as like listening to like positive birth stories and what's helped other women in real time, like hearing their true experiences and what's helped wow. them and how they navigated all these twists and turns. and. <laughs> So powerful. Yeah. So I really appreciate you like taking the time because I know nap times are very precious. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming. Yes. Thanks for, I didn't know that you had a podcast. I missed that. Yeah. I've had it for, I don't know, probably a couple of years, but I like have common like I'll take like really big breaks (laughs) with pregnancy because I've had two pregnancies in the midst of four years. And so it's like I'll have like the pregnancies because I get really sick too. And you know, like it takes everything out of you, right? So it's like, yeah, so I'm like, "Eh." and then I'll hit like the second trimester and I'm like, sweet, I'm totally in it. Let's do birth stories. Let's record. And, And then I'm like, oh, and then I have the baby and then I'm in postpartum. Right. So I it's have a lot. all these like things, but like, I'm like, okay, I'm ready again. Let's do it. So, and I That's just, so I nerd out. Like, I love it so much. Have you I ever... love, I love your page. You're so um, nice. I'm so glad I found it. It's just fun. Cause you, um, like when I first started following you, 
I followed you for like doula information. Yeah. That was the space I was in, but I've loved that we're both kind of postpartum. So yeah, what, where you move into a space, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like I need that too. Cause I'm right behind you. Yeah, you totally are. Um, yeah. So like the dancing. Yeah. Um, I loved that. And so I actually took a Zumba class for the first time and I was like, this is amazing. I love hearing that so <laughs> I'm like, I'm not much of a dancer, but I totally like doing it on your lives. I was like, yes. This is what I need. Just have fun, move your body. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool to hear. Cause like you wonder, like, is this helping anyone? Or am I just like be making a fool of myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's been really helpful. I've loved it. I love hearing. That. I'm I'm very happy about that. I love that so much. And it's so funny too, because yeah, and cause it's hard, I think, after postpartum, you're kind of like, what? who am I, you know? Cause I think you like lose that. You like have that death of the old self, no matter how many times you give birth. And so you're kind of like reconfiguring yourself again. And you're like, what do I like? Mm-hmm. Who, who is this new person? What do I enjoy? Do I still enjoy the same things? And how can I like re rediscover that? And I think that's, that's kind of like where I found that again was like, dance is how I find my joy again. And it really helps me step into that creative space again so it's kind of yeah I think I think just like following your joy especially in postpartum is like the biggest (laughs) biggest thing you can do to like rediscover who you are yeah there is such a shift after having a baby I felt it huge with Jackson Mm. again with Joey and yeah yeah, it's so true and it's crazy that it's something we don't talk about um because when I was going through it I was like am I the only one that experiences this like yeah I can't be the only one that feels so like shifted and not in a, not in a bad way. It's just like, I'm ready to like step into a new me. Right. No one talks about it. So I think it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I've loved like, I've loved watching you do it oh, then I'm, <laughs> because then I'm like, okay, yeah, other people, other people go through this. Like yeah. this is normal. It's yeah. okay that I'm like antsy and need something. Yeah. Um, hundred yeah, percent so helpful yeah yeah it's so true because you are just like I want to do something yeah. <laughs> I want to I need to do something but and I think yeah finding like just the joy in whatever it looks like for you um, yeah however it looks like <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it If you want to read more about birth education, labor tips, women's health, anything like that, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at trista.birdsell. I'm so excited to meet you. And yeah, if you enjoyed it, please share and tag me so I can say thank you. Have a good day. Bye.